I look at my life, I look at your life, I look at his life, I look at my father's life, I look at everybody's life, and I don't have a fucking clue how anybody winds up where they do. I, I don't know. You do I don't know. have to know. I don't know. It's okay, you don't have to know. There's so much time for you. I'm talking about my fucking life here. What about your life? It's not right! So that first track on our second episode here is IQ Vibe with the title, My Life, My Life. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name's Tribe Down South. I am currently stationed in North Carolina at Vinyl Sim Studios, where I'm doing these recordings. So I'm going to keep this intro kind of short because I've got a lot of stuff that I want to talk about and bring up. Um, after this first little break of music, I want to get into the Halloween mixtape that I was talking about last episode, the sample pack. Uh, next week, uh, there won't be a podcast because there's going to be a lot going on, and I'll explain all that after this break. But I'm also releasing an album on the 25th with 16 songs and I'm calling it Moonside. So I'll talk about all that. Uh, we've already heard two tracks of it so far, so you kind of have an idea what it's gonna sound like, but yeah, let's get back into some more tracks. I'm gonna follow up with IQ Vibe and a second track from him called Wake Up. I don't have a lot of information on him other than what he submitted and his SoundCloud is IQ Got Beats. So if you want to check it out, if you dig his music, it's on soundcloud.com slash IQ Got Beats with a Z. Thank you. 
Already him get a dub plate, chopping and head bumbo red Him said the plate every life life Everybody that's submitted so far has been like super good. Like everybody's putting in work and you can hear it. So thank you so much, everybody that has submitted so far. I appreciate you. We have the second track by IQ Vibe called Wake Up, followed by Jaffcast with two tracks. 
he was doing the guitar riffage and all that great uh, percussion work. He had Midnight Corridors and Heavy Sheets as his song titles. Then we also had DJ Craig with Maximum, Maximum Style and Milk and Cookies. Great stuff, guys. So a little bit about the artists. Uh, we have Craig, who just goes by Craig. <laughs> His SoundCloud is, yeah, soundcloud.com slash Craig. He was able to get that name. Props, man. He also has an Instagram and a Twitter that both go by DJ Craig 43. Then we also had Jaffcast, who is a chill hop, like jazz hop producer based in Mexico. And he's on Spotify as Jaffcast. So yeah, that's pretty much everybody so far. Great stuff so far, guys. So now I want to talk about the mixtape that I had planned with a due date for the 21st or the 25th, somewhere in those days. Now I say that because this is kind of short notice with the recording of this podcast. That's like a little bit under two weeks and some change. So I understand if like a lot of people can't do it, but I'm trying to get as many people on there. It could be one to two tracks with like a spooky, unsettling vibe, but I say unsettling because it could be like really chill, laid back with some really good um, drums, but it could also have like a weird melody or something going on. Whatever you feeling, ultimately though, that's up for you. Um, we can hear it and check it out here on the radio when everything gets uh, compiled together when I decide to put it all at once. That's when I'm going to start it though, is the 21st when I start collecting all the songs. So. If you could have anything submitted by then, that would be the best. So thank you, thank you. Uh, the 25th is the release date for a tape that I've decided to put out called Moonside. I chose the name to match to go particularly with not only like the art, but like the vibe too, because I wanted to explore some different sounds besides just like that lo-fi beat aesthetic. If you've ever heard my stuff before, it's like super saturated because a lot of my samples and a lot of stuff that I do when I'm resampling, I'll either take like something and chop it up and actually I'll go so far as to put it on cassette, record it through that and then, you know, take it back and then work with it that way. But lately it's been for me, especially with this tape, I wanted it to be a little bit more like cleaner just because I wanted to just say that I could do that because I haven't really explored that kind of stuff. And not only that, but I wanted to get into like some, I don't know how to explain it other than to call it like vapor hop, like a vapor wave 80s sample or type sound with like some hip hop drums or beats thrown over it. So I'm exploring that. I think it all sounds really cool and unique so far. So I'm actually pro 
probably gonna say that this is like the best tape that I've made so far. I don't wanna like talk myself up or anything like that, but yeah, I'm genuinely proud of it. So I hope you guys would dig it when it comes out. The sample pack is the next thing I'm gonna be working on now that I've got that tape out the way. I have a couple like collab songs that I need to work on aside this, but I'm going to put the pack out first for people that are interested. I'm going to, before I get like the artwork and everything done, because that's what I'll typically do. Like I'll take something, uh, whether it be like music, uh, compilation ideas or anything like this, I want to have the artwork out there first because that will be more enticing to just say, oh, I have this thing. But if you have something to go with it, like a visual, then people are more likely to be like, okay, and then actually follow through and check it out. At least that's what it's been like for me and my experience. So with everything that's going to be going on, there probably won't be a podcast next week. I'll try and see if I can squeeze one in, but I think I'll be pretty busy with trying to get some songs ready for the Halloween tape and then those collabs I was mentioning as well as the sample pack. And I also want to organize a little bit more because after this next little music break, I want to start divulging and getting into beat making, like 101 tips for people. Uh, either if you're like somebody that's never made music before, you never or, you know, maybe you've actually messed around with a couple things, but you're not really confident on the direction that you need to go into or things that you need to focus on. So that's what that's going to be about. It's kind of just like an intro. So if you've never made music before, or if you have, this is like a really good, it's like a, a really good way to review and maybe think about things a different way in a different perspective that you haven't had before or if you've never really had you know proper training or someone to guide you because i've been kind of doing this stuff without really anybody giving me any sort of guidance at all so and i think like somebody to have like that nowadays especially in this scene would be really helpful and I think, you know, there are, there are, you know, some artists out there and YouTube personalities that are showing how to do certain things or the way that they break things down. But maybe someone that breaks it down to like an elementary level, like someone that could be like a teacher. I think that, and on, on like a podcast too platform, that, that seems like something that is really needed is really necessary but we shall see so before I get back into some more tracks for you I've got music by Marco Segura with a track called song and then we also have tycoon or tycoon I hope I'm saying that right if not I'm sorry just send me an angry message on Instagram and I will apologize profusely. <laughs> no, but Takun, he's got a really cool sound. It's very unique. 
it reminds me a lot of like when I first heard his stuff, it was like some show tunes, almost like if I was listening to like your like a sample chop of My Fair Lady. That was a really good like classic movie. It's it's like the stuff that he chooses to use in his beats is really cool. That's what I dig about him. And not only that, but a lot of his music too, he does. Um, he'll play keyboard and make beats off of that. And I like people that, you know, will make stuff with samples. And I like people that get creative with songs that are already out there. But there's something about somebody that can make something from scratch that's also really cool. Like Javcast and some of these other artists that I've played, they've all got their own unique like sound because they're doing everything from scratch. So let me get into some more music first and then we'll jump into some beat making tips. Here's Marco Segura. The famous planet constructed a revolving antenna with a circular base on which are marked the points of the compass in the hope of discovering which direction the mysterious radio signals are coming from. Thank you. 
That's some more fire for you. So I need to make a quick correction. Marco Segura, your boy Marco, he actually goes by Triptica on Spotify. So if you want to look up his stuff, that's where I would search under. He, it says here that he's from Costa Rica. And yeah, he only submitted one track. He wants to send in more when he gets his laptop. Yeah, man, send in your music. Everybody send in your music so I can play you on here, get you featured, talk about you. Say nothing but nice things. Get people to listen to you, hopefully. That's what it's about. So after Triptica, we had Takun with two tracks called Highly Doubt and Take It Back. Take It Back was a demo. And Mr. Lawrence here says that he has been playing drums in school in a jazz band since he was 14. Or that's when he started. Uh, now he's 23, single, and <laughs> ready to mingle. Ladies, gentlemen. So his uh, SoundCloud is Takun Lofi, Spotify, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. I'll go by Takun. And he's a really chill, a bad guy. So if you have any questions for him, I'm sure if you got anything directed towards his sound, that I'm sure he'd be more than happy to help you out. So after him, we had a song by DX Villain, VLN. Hopefully I'm saying that right. DX Villain called From Above. I was digging the SPFX. Both Takun and DX Villain were showing some really good sounds with their beats on the, it sounded like both of them were doing a little bit on the SP, especially uh, DX. I know Takun is always on the SP too, so <laughs> they're both excellent with their beats. Keep it going. So now, Let's delve into the big focus of beat making tutorials and tips and all that stuff. And I'm basically going to start at square one and just like go from there. Because if we start from square one, even if, you know, you've already delved in this stuff a little bit or, you know, someone that's never done this at all, we got to cover all the bases. And I think something that's really important with getting into something like this, you got to understand or know what to expect. So having a good mindset and perception of what you're going to get yourself into before starting is probably going to be like a really good factor to have that I feel like nobody really knows until you're actually doing it and you're actually on the spot, like putting the time in. So this is actually from like a little like blog thing that I kind of typed up couple months ago and there's a lot of stuff in here that I'm gonna just like read off and then comment on till we get to the bottom so you want to learn how to make and produce if you've made stuff before if you've never made music at all uh, I can say from a first-hand account it takes a lot of patience 
I would say that if you've never done this before, you're going to have to experiment a lot. And basically to have an overall fondness for music, I think, either now or beforehand, is what's going to be the biggest driving force. Because you have to look at this as kind of like a hobby, but something a little bit more. Especially if you've never, like I was saying, like played anything or have had any sort of interaction with music before in your life. Because with getting into this stuff for the first time, I would imagine, I've been playing, like I said, I've been playing guitar for a while and I haven't really recorded much or it's been very sparingly up until the past, like really like the past year and a half. That's what I've been focusing on. So with this first time of you doing all this stuff all at once, it might actually take about a good month or two before you would see any like results to actually take place or for you to see something. So I think that the music industry, like if that's like a career or something that you want to pursue, or even it's something that you're just looking at, it's a business really at the end of the day because I'll see so many artists that I think deserve a break or recognition, or I think are really good and have like a really like unique sound, they stand out, but for whatever reason, they fail to meet like industry standards, like selling enough records, having enough people following them to be picked up by a label so that they can go on tour and have stuff promoted for them like money fronts but at the end of the day it really all comes down to like what you want to do because you can make beats and sell them to artists you could make beat packs sample packs and sell that kind of stuff but i think ultimately wherever you're gonna be jumping into it needs to be like you're doing it for free because I've seen, I mean, I've even tried to sell some things like some tapes. I've tried to sell music. But if you don't have a fan base, if you don't have really people engaging, even if you have numbers on your videos, even if you have numbers on your SoundCloud plays, if these people aren't actually engaging and commenting and like saying like, oh, I can't wait to hear more, then I feel like you shouldn't invest into something like that yet. But that's kind of jumping a little bit ahead. I was just trying to get you into that perception of the industry and business stuff. But, and yeah, like I wouldn't say overall, like to have that mindset to let it be like any type of like a discouraging thing. Because I wanted to point out, like if this is something that you're really, really interested in and something that you're passionate about, then that's what should be the driving force. If you have numbers, if you have video, like views and plays and stuff like that, that's great and keep it up. You're on the right track, but don't let it overshadow the fact that there's probably somebody out there doing what you're doing better and they're probably already making a career. They're already doing something out of this. So just let, let, let yourself be patient, keep improving. And if, you know, you want to see someone, if you're looking at someone else, let that be as 
kind of like a springboard. Let that push you to keep going. I wouldn't let that discourage you because you can get caught up in the ego-centrical stuff because I've seen it too, not only in like this kind of stuff a little bit, but mostly with bands and in the rock scene. And, and it just depends where you're at. But I think there is kind of like an egocentrical type of person that's always going to be out there. And of course, with the industry and everything being rooted with the numbers and all that stuff, that's all factored together. It's very uh, open for someone like that to get caught up into that type of like personality or this type of traits. So just be mindful of that. If you don't know what lo-fi is at all, let's kind of talk about it a little bit, just briefly. I think that lo-fi, I mean, it all stems, like if you were thinking of like a tree, like hip hop is kind of like the source. If, if that's like, you know, where everything is centered in, in the beginning. You kind of got all your branches where you've got your lo-fi and then that branches off to like chill hop, jazz hop. I was talking about vapor hop. That could be like two branches mixed together. I don't know. But I think ultimately it's like taking, when we're referring to lo-fi hip hop beats, it's like taking samples or resampling sounds to intentionally degrade the quality of the music for an overall chilled, relaxed aesthetic. Of course, you know, that's just like a wiki sounding answer. So to me, lo-fi is like just more than that, like with beats or labels. And I think, you know, there are of course going to be some people out there that don't like labels. But if you are trying to find a particular sound uh, in the sense of being able to like locate it, then you kind of need those labels to be able to know exactly what you're looking for because I wouldn't know where to found, find my mall soft playlist on Spotify. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Mall soft's pretty cool though. I like to think of this whole thing as like a community of people that long for listening to deep, like moving music that kind of like takes you somewhere. It like shakes your soul a little bit. So I think the overall, yeah, it's just like finding something that really you're passionate about, like chords or sounds. And of course, like that warbly wow and flutter effect that you get with sampling, resampling on your SPs and your RC vinyls and stuff like that. That's all some effects I'll get into here later on. But so if you were beginning from the very start, you're like, okay, Right now, I'm going to make a beat. I think where you should get started is I want you to get on a computer to just start looking at like what a DAW is. If you've never had one or if you've never messed with one before, because digital audio workstations are the foundation of everything. And if you had asked me this maybe like three or four months ago, I would have been like, heck no. It's always been SP driven for me. But for me, that's always been like, I've never been kind of attracted to your recording softwares because I feel like they give you so much all at once. You've got all your effects, you've got the way that everything's laid out that 
I'll just get caught up in playing and messing with stuff for too long and then I forget what I was doing in the first place. But now, now that I've gotten more acquainted with SP and the pads have actually kind of stopped working on some of my numbers, I've got, I've had to switch over to using this little MPK mini pad and it's been working out pretty good. That's, it's not like what I've focused on with this tape, with this last mix that I'm fixing to release because that's still a lot of SP driven stuff, but I've definitely used my audio workstation not only for like laying out my tracks for when I'm getting ready to submit, but also to like just listen through and make sure that the levels are sound and everything's kind of equal. So having a DAW at the end of the day, it, I think that's kind of more important because if you think about it, you really have all those options already available to you. And in some cases, these things are available to you for free. So you don't have to spend that 400 on a 404SX. You don't have to spend the 600, 500 for a 555 or any of those. They're definitely great. They give you inspiration to work with. It's, I've definitely gotten nothing but inspiration with having them and using them. But I think if you're going to make stuff, even like say when I was recording and singing, what got me into production is you could have the best sound, you could have the best like performance, but if you can't get that recorded and sounding great to where you can distribute that online for everybody to hear, then it's kind of null and void if you really look at it from that perspective. So I was like, oh, I need to get on this. I need to make sure that what I'm putting out there is good and actually clean. And it's something that I can be proud of because, yeah, I'll have a great voice or ha I'll have really good chords on a song. But if I'm clipping or if it's way too bassy, then it's going to be like totally ugly and you're not going to want to listen to it. And one of the biggest reasons why is because every single day, what we're listening to on the radio, on television, what's in the mainstream is already gone through these steps of EQ and processing and mastering and all that because they want you to hear the best. And everything pretty much is coming out of these audio workstations. So that's step number one. Get one of those suckers. Read about it. Um, there's some free ones out there that you can already jump on. If you have a Mac, you've already got GarageBand. If you have an iPhone, you've already got GarageBand. You can start messing with that. You can start playing and importing stuff. There's a guy that I know that makes really, really good beats, and he does it all from his phone. He's killing it. He's selling them. He's actually making money off of making stuff off his phone. And I think that's great. That's awesome. But if you don't have that, there's Reaper. If you go out and buy a keyboard, which is something else I would suggest you doing, like a MIDI keyboard, if you don't have one of those, the MPK Mini will give you software uh, with some plugins and stuff to mess with. Um, and the one that I got was uh, the MPK, which gave me Ableton Live. And that's what I've been using and recording with. I think it sounds good because I use GarageBand 
And after the whole shenanigans with the SP, that's what got me using Ableton. Um, there's Cakewalk, Cubase. Those are all pretty much free. So if depending on what system you got, the options should fit your needs. If you want more information about each one, I could break it down from like what I've messed with because what I've had my hands on for a little while has been Ableton. I started with GarageBand. That was ground zero. I've dabbled in Reaper a little bit. Uh, I've had a lot of hands-on with uh, Reason, but I don't physically own it. So I can't actually work with it and say too much about it, but I have messed with it and have actually recorded with it and stuff. And I have been, well, I had Logic, but it's not the, the best version, I guess you could say that I got, that I acquired, so I couldn't use it anymore. It kept crashing. But that's pretty much it. Uh, if you already know all this stuff and you're like, yeah, man, you just basically wasted my time for 50 minutes. Hopefully you got something out of that. Uh, one other thing that I could say that I bet about 70, maybe even 60% of every beat maker that's out there is not doing this one thing. And if you can take this tip and apply it, I know 100% that this is gonna help, no matter what level or what stage you're at with this whole thing. But writing shit down. It doesn't matter if it's like a notepad, it doesn't matter if it's like your phone, keep memos, keep notes, because these ideas that you're gonna have when you start getting into this kind of stuff is going to be fleeting. And I can say that from firsthand. I've lost a lot of really good like thoughts or trains of ideas that I wanted to finish. But because I didn't write it down, I didn't have a reference point to jump back into. There's so many things that you can get into. There's so many perspectives that you can jump in all at once that it's like, uh, where did I go? So I would practice that. Um, my next lesson will probably be about like song structure and stuff. So if you have a notepad and you don't know where to start, I would say listen, go back and listen to some of these songs and take a listen to some of the drums. Take a listen to the melodies and write down for each song, like, what do you hear? Because when you can start listening to something and picking apart different instruments and different melodies, that's really when you're listening to it. So yeah, I'm serious. Get out a piece of paper, start writing. Note taking is essential. It'll help tie your mind together to ideas and then bam, you got memories. You'll remember it a little bit better. Oof. That was a lot of talking. <laughs> Bruh. So I think we're pretty much done with this first how-to intro, what have you, beat tutorial thingy. But I hope like what I've talked about, at least for the introductory aspect of it, has been a little bit enlightening. And if you know you already know this stuff, maybe there was something in there that could have helped a little bit. But we'll continue with that next week 
and I'll probably have more like bulleted gated points so it'll be a little bit more like flowing better. So we shall close out with the last three tracks. Two from Dylan Shade at the end, High Tides and Street Side View, and another one from DX Villain called Feeling Myself. And he says this is a funk track, which I'm excited for because that's probably the, yeah, that's the first funk sounding track we'll have on here. So we'll have a little bit of different sounds going on as far as like genres, which is kind of, which is dope, which is what I want. I want lo-fi, I want funk music, and I want vaporwave, and of course, everything in between. But with DX Villain, he says that he's from Orlando, Florida. He started beat making in the, uh, February of this year, and he uses the PO33 and the SP404SX. Right on. He's on SoundCloud, Spotify, and he's got his own Instagram and YouTube channels as dxvillain.beats. So go check him out if you, if you like his stuff. And lastly, we have Mr. Dylan Shade. His artist name is just Dylan Shade. He has a Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, and YouTube all under Dylan Shade. That'll be it for us on this episode. I thank y'all for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next time. Peace and blessings.